Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Web Slingers Podcast. This is the one and only show where we talk about all things Spider-Man and the Marvel multiverse. Um, yeah. Um, so as this is about a week late, but you know what? I don't care. Um, I wanted to give. Well, first of all, we had to review Moon Moon Knight. Um, and I wanted to review Moon Knight first before we got into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But, um, yes, it is time. Uh, I wanted to also, I mean, here's a little bit of other thing. I also wanted to give you guys a full week to be able to see the movie before I did a full-on spoilers review. Okay? Because if you have not seen the movie, it's been a week. But if you have not seen the movie and you don't want the movie spoiled for you, do not listen to this to this episode of the Web Slingers Podcast because we're going to be talking about everything from the beginning, the middle, the end. Um, uh, John Krasinski is Reed Richards. Oops, spoilers. You shouldn't be listening to this. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about all things uh, spoilers regarding Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So... Um, yeah, guys, uh, it has it. It's here. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, the MCU had kind of been building to this ever since the events of Avengers Endgame, when the Avengers went back in time to take the Time Stone, to take all the Infinity Stones away from their timelines to resurrect countless lives. Um, Avengers Endgame has kind of been um, setting the ramifications for alternate timelines, multiverse, and all that stuff. Um, so, obviously, we kind of went from Endgame to WandaVision, uh, then from WandaVision to Loki, um, and uh, then from Loki into Spider-Man No Way Home, and now we enter the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I gotta say... Now, I have seen the movie now four times. I probably will not be seeing it again because I think four times is just enough. Um, I got to say, my my kind of final thought on it is that I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I wanted to love this movie. And so a, a, a part of me is kind of disappointed with it. But at the same time, a part of me is also... Um, also, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, there are some problems I have with it, but there are a lot of things that I like about it. So I'm going to do what I normally don't like. I'm going to do, I'm going to do this first. Okay. I'm going to go through my negatives first. And then we'll get into, um, the positives. Cause I have a long list of positives, um uh but I want to get the negatives out of the way. So let me go ahead and start with this, okay? Let's start with the negatives, okay? Um I thought this movie was missing a big big major thing. Um now I'll get into it in my positives. I thought Wanda Maximoff's story was fantastic. But my biggest issue was that although Wanda's motivation is is 
awesome that she, you know, she wants her kids back. There's one important factor of her motivation that's missing that was important to WandaVision that all of a sudden Sam Raimi just decided to ignore, and that's Vision. Like, there is no sense of her that want. I yeah, I want to go get my kids, but I also don't but I don't want to get the man who I who I love. You know, it to me I feel like in a way the guys at Marvel Studios and Sam Raimi or Michael Waldron, whoever whoever kind of was thinking of this whole thing kind of just decided, well, I mean, let's just um let's just ignore vision and and just you know all that stuff with white vision that we established in WandaVision let's just throw that all out of the way let's just throw that all away and just have her want her kids and to me that didn't sit right with me because part of the reason why those kids quote unquote existed was because of the love that Wanda had for vision Part of the reason why she made those kids up was because that's the life she envisioned for her and, you know, Vision. And although there are references, like there are references to Vision, like when Wanda says, Viz had his theories about the multiverse, or, you know, I blew ahead into the man I loved, and it meant nothing. Um, There are references to Vision but I just would have loved to have seen more of him. Like maybe White Vision comes in and kind of talks Wanda out of, or at least maybe like uh, maybe like as Wanda is trying to um, uh, dreamwalk, maybe Vision comes in and tells her that you know she has to stop this. This is this is no pun intended madness, and she just is like, no, I'm not a monster, and just the like, kills. Um, and just kills like maybe she just goes down that path that she you know she's so I don't know it just like for me the character of Vision has been such an important part of Wanda's story that the fact that he's like not in this movie at all kind of sat did not sit well with me so um so that's my first issue my other issue is. Actually, the title of the movie, uh, "The Multiverse of Madness." Out of, I wish we had seen more of the other universes. Now, I I had a question on um, the Zeke said so show. Let's see if I can find it. I see if I can find the. Oh, okay. Let me see. Let's see if I can find the question here. So, the question on the Zeke said so show that I had was. Which film explores the multiverse better? Everything, everywhere, all at once, or mu- Multiverse of Madness? And I said, and my answer to that is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Now, honestly, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is the best movie of the year. But the other reason why I think it explores the multiverse better is because you actually got to explore the alternate universes, the alternate realities. You got to see what... Michelle Yeoh's life could have been if one little aspect of her life had changed, you know? And for me, 
I wish we had gotten more of that with um with Doctor Strange. I wish we got to see Doctor Strange go into like the what if universe. You know, like the universe where he uh where Supreme Strange kind of uh you know collapsed his own I don't know. Like like I just I don't know. Like for me, I just wish we had gotten more of it and or Heck, there's that world, there's that one universe they go through where they're all paint. I would have loved to have seen that universe. I would have loved to have seen them be like, oh, we got to figure out a way to get out of here. But it's all done through quick montages, and we really only get to explore three different universes. And that's it. And I would have loved for them to have explored more of those worlds. You know, because for a movie called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, there's a lot of madness. I, I feel like there's a lot of madness in there. There's just not enough multiverse. Because I'm telling you what, there are some crazy-ass things in this movie, which we'll talk to, which we'll talk about momentarily. But, I don't know. I just didn't feel like there was much multiverse about it. Uh, so... And and here's here's another one I have, and maybe this is maybe this is a maybe this is considered nitpicking. I don't care. And I got into an, I, I got into a debate with some other friends of mine saying that I'm wrong about this, but I don't care. I'm sorry. You mean to tell me that Doctor Strange conveniently carried around that watch, the the exact thing that he needed to open the doorway that leads to the Book of Ashanti. Even though they established, especially by the end of the movie, they established that he keeps it in a little box. He doesn't carry that thing around with he doesn't carry that thing around with him everywhere. Especially because you see him put the watch back in this little container. So you mean to tell me he just conveniently thought, oh, maybe I should bring this in case of like I just they I just wish they would have had a different way of opening that doorway. Like maybe it was like some magic spell that he knew, or maybe it was like I don't know. Maybe like he had to take the eye of uh, Agamotto and like place it onto the door onto the the doorway. Just anything but the watch, because that just seems so like. Because what if he hadn't? What if he hadn't had the watch? That's a great what if episode. What if Doctor Strange never brought the watch with him to the other universe? Um, because then they'd be then they'd be fucked. Then they'd be really fucked. You know? Oh, it's gotta be something only I would know. Oh, do you have the watch, Christine? Oh, do you have the watch with you? What watch? The watch I gave to you. Oh. I kind of left that thing at home in a box. You did what? Just Wanda comes in and kills them all. And seriously, it's just like it's just like why did it have to be the watch? Like why? I, I, and look again, it's probably a small little nitpick, and it shouldn't bother me. But oh my gosh, when I watched it for the first time, I went, "Wow, that's convenient." It it almost felt like a. Um, Something you would see in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. One of my biggest issues with Rise of Skywalker, and I don't mean to make this a Star Wars podcast, but one of my issues with Rise of Skywalker is you had an entire movie where basically the entire journey that these that those characters go on relies on convenient circumstances. 
And I'm sorry, but that just felt like a very... You know what it felt like? If you guys have ever seen the pitch meeting series on YouTube, uh, the Screen Rant pitch meeting series, I literally was saying to myself in my head when when she pulled out the watch, I went, wow, actually, it's going to be... actually That turned out to be super easy, barely an inconvenience. Um, it truly was. like, and And I will say, this leads into my next negative, is that the entire third act, once you get past the Illuminati scene. Once the um the scene where um the the Illumin after Wanda completely kills all members of the Illuminati, for me, I feel like that's when the movie starts to fall apart. Um from the whole fight with Baron Mordo, like the fight with Baron Mordo, I honestly I I'm not going to lie. I did not like Baron Mordo's role in this movie. I thought he was completely wasted. Um, I thought they could have served a... There could have been a better use for Mordo rather than what they did with him here. But um, but everything from that all the way to like Doctor Strange um, possessing uh, a corpse, which, don't get me wrong, Pretty badass when when he's like de- getting all the the souls of the dam and he's like using them to as his he's using them to his control. That's badass. But it just feels like that entire third act gets really convoluted, real freaking easy. Because it's like, oh, now we got now we're in a now we're in an uh, in an incursion. Uh, now we are involved in an incursion. Okay, let's go find another. Let's go find another uh, 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 dark hold. You know, like like it just felt like it felt like the movie. Because here's here's what it felt like. Okay, because my, one of the other issues I have with this movie that I didn't put down here is that the movie moves really effing fast, especially during that first half of the movie, from the beginning all the way to the. Um, uh, the Illuminati scene, that movie moves so quick and so fast that you almost don't have time to breathe. And I feel like Sam Raimi stepped in and was like, wait, we need to give our audience some time to breathe. And they did it during the wrong point of the movie. Because when you get to your third act of the film, that is when your that's when the pace of the movie needs to start quickening up. And the third act has to be this like very, you know, that the pacing has to be sharp for me i feel like if you would have taken the the whole you know cuz i will say that entire moment where they're looking for the evil doctor strange and they go to his and you know they see the you know incursion universe whatever um that to me felt like it was moving at a very slow pace it wasn't like this you know Whereas I feel like you could have done that, but with the first half of the movie, you know, you could have done that, but with the first half of the movie, give us time, develop certain things. And I feel like it was just to a point of, oh, we got to, we got to do this. Now we got to do that. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. And it just, cause like literally as soon as the movie opens up, it's like, oh, here we, here we fucking go. Like you, I don't know. It just. 
for me personally, I feel like the the movie really falls apart during the third act, especially with that mid credit scene. Um, now, look, I like Charlize Theron. I like Charlize Theron. But, oh my God, that mid credit scene was terrible. That mid credit scene was awful. Um, now, I don't know. I will say this. I don't know much about, um, I don't know much about the character, um, that Charlize Theron is, um, is playing, uh, Clea. That's her name, Clea. I don't know much about the character, um, but... I mean, look, I'm sure the character is going to become going to be. I'm sure Charlize Theron. Look, I like Charlize Theron. I think she's an amazing actress. But that mid credit scene, it kind of felt like the ending of a. It kind of felt like um, <laughs> the ending of a 90s action movie. You know. You you created an incursion. Come with me. We got to fix this. <laughs> Open a portal dimension. All of a sudden. Unless you're afraid. And then Doctor Strange just walks in with, you know. And instead of, you know, having um, a shotgun, you know, like, let's do this. It, it, <laughs> it was almost like the eye, that third eye that's on his forehead was almost like him, like, loading up his shotgun. Just, let's do this. <laughs> you know, like when he's like, because you know, uh, she says, you created an incursion. We're going to fix it. Unless you're afraid. Then he walks up. The third eye opening. Not at the not at the least. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Really? You're gonna end this movie exact and look, maybe that's maybe that was the point. Cause Sam Raimi does have very cheesy moments in his movies. Obviously, the first Spider-Man movie. You know how much I sacrificed? Or oh you know. Sam Raimi's use is is known for having really ridiculous stuff in his movies, but I'm sorry, that just felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like next time on Dr- on Doctor Strange three, <laughs> you know, next time in Doctor Strange three. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a terrible post credit scene. Now, I'll talk about the second post credit scene. Actually, you know what? Screw it up. Actually. Now I'll I'll wait because I think what we're gonna do now, um, now that I've gotten the negatives out of the way, we're gonna get into the pauses. But before we do that, um, let's go ahead and let's uh take a quick little uh, commercial break. Uh, so hang tight, guys. We will be right back. Hey there, guys. So if you are looking for more content besides the Zeke Said So podcast, don't worry. That's where the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel comes in. Now, Zeke Said So uh, Pictures, the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel uh, has been around for a very long time and has some great videos on there. You can go and watch some of our older stuff. But we are also planning on starting to upload all the short films, including The Passion for Film, uh, dropping uh, this 
uh, dropping uh, this upcoming holiday season. You have all this other great stuff like War for the Geeks and End of the Line. You can go back and watch those uh, two shorts. Uh, there's some trailer reactions, some behind-the-scenes stuff, and there are so many more videos coming to the channel. You can see some of my reactions to trailers and some of my reactions to movies like my Multiverse of Madness out of the theater reaction. And also I do some editorial stuff like my thoughts on the Batman or or my how Logan changed my life and all sorts of other really great stuff, including channel updates and many, many, many more. If you want to check all this stuff out on this, you can go to Zeke Said So Pictures' YouTube channel and definitely go and check all that out and subscribe to the YouTube channel and share it with all of your friends. If they love movies, they should come and check out the Zeke Said So Pictures' YouTube channel. So once again, that is YouTube.com slash Zeke Said So Pictures. Once again, that is YouTube.com slash Zeke Said So Pictures. All right, guys. So now that we've had that little break, let's go ahead and let's talk about the positives to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start right where that you know. Although I didn't like the mid credit scene, unlike most people out there, a lot of people out there hated the second post credit scene. I liked it quite a bit, actually. I liked it quite a bit. Now, honestly, look, the Bruce Campbell, can, obviously, we all knew kind of Bruce Campbell was going to do um, a cameo for Sam. He does it in every Sam Raimi movie, okay? Like, obviously, all three Spider-Man films, but we all knew he was going to do one in this one. I honestly not am not going to lie, thought he was going to play, like, um, an alternate version of, like, Mysterio from Spider-Man. Because he was supposed to be Mysterio in um, in Spider Man Four, but I liked him as the street vendor. Um, I I liked him as the little pizza pizza papa guy. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, when Doctor Strange puts that spell on him, uh, he starts beating himself up. I was like, okay. Okay, that that was pretty funny, but then when the post credit scene happens and he's still <laughs> he's still punching himself in the face, then all of a sudden he stomps and he looks at the camera and yells, "It's over!" <laughs> I am not gonna lie, I laughed my ass off, and everybody in that theater just went, "What? That was it? We sat through eight minutes of credits for that?" I was like, "That's funny." <laughs> Because I don't know, like for me, it felt like the post credit scene in um in Spider Man Homecoming, where Captain America walks out and he's like he's like here to talk to you about all the traits and important uh, a soldier can have patience. Patience can be the key to victory. Sometimes it can lead to very little, and you wonder why you waited so long for something so disappointing. That's what it felt like, and I love. 
I love it every once in a while when Marvel will just do these post credit scenes that are pointless. You know, every once in a while, it's because Marvel at this point, Marvel is just like, you know what? We spent 10 years giving them post credit scenes that established the next movie. We spent 10 years doing that. Let's just let's have some fun with these post credit scenes, you know, and not to say that they haven't had that with their uh, like example, the post credit scene in um, uh, Black Widow sets up Hawkeye. The post credit scene in um, what was uh, Eternals possibly going to set up um, uh, Blade or even so, even the mid credit scene in No Way Home is establishing that there is now another symbiote. But I like it when Marvel will just have these post credit scenes that don't set up anything that just have fun. And that's all I want. That's all I want in a Marvel movie is to just have fun. And I thought that was a really fun way to kind of let the, uh, I don't know. And plus also just like <laughs> just looking at, looking at the camera is saying it's over. It, it was, uh, I don't know. It was hilarious. But anyway, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about the other things that I really liked. The opening 20 minutes from the very opening scene Till the moment where Wanda, um, to the point where Doctor Strange comes to visit Wanda, is all fantastic. That action scene in New York is amazing. Um, with uh, him going to Christine's wedding is very, very good. And I, I like the fact that they establish in those first twenty minutes they establish that both that both Wanda and Strange have lost a lot. You know, Wanda, obviously, we know what she's lost if you've watched WandaVision and all that stuff. But with Doctor Strange, we get to see he, yes, he helped save the universe. But he's also lost something. He's lost the love of his life. Now, obviously, she's not dead, but she's lost, you know, he's lost the... You know, just her being there for it's. I don't know. It's just it all felt really great. It felt really emotional, and it felt like a great way to kind of push the character along in his journey because we know, you know, what if? And I feel like what if did a great job of kind of establishing how important Christine is to Stephen. You know, um, and I really like that. Um, Wong is once again awesome. I'm so glad they made him the Sorcerer Supreme. I think I prefer Wong being the Sorcerer Supreme over Doctor Strange. Um, um, I like the introduction to America Chavez. I like her as a character. I think she's very... Like, America Chavez kind of has this, um, you know, like, yeah, she's... I think she's... I think she's supposed to be, like, 15 in this movie, but she looks, she talked the way she talks to Dr. Strange, you know, the fact that this little girl is basically schooling Dr. Strange into the multiverse. And, you know, the fact that we learn that she um, can travel the multiverse that she's been to, I believe she said there was 73 different universes. Um, and, I don't know. I just loved her journey. And I, and I honestly do want to see, 
a um I mean most likely what's gonna happen is that she's gonna be in the third Doctor Strange film. But I would personally love it if they just made an entire TV series based on her character. I could watch an entire Disney long form Disney Plus series, like five seasons of a America Chavez TV show. I could watch five seasons of that. Just because I love the character and the way she was used in this film. But the best character in the movie, the best character in the movie, and the best character in the MCU, in my opinion, Wanda Maximoff. She has my favorite line of the movie. Where she's talking to Doctor Strange, all of a sudden she's revealing that she's the one who's been chasing America Chavez and she's just gone full-blown evil. I love her quotes. Be prepared to hand over America by uh, America Chavez by by sun by sundown. And if we don't, and then the line of the movie, the line of the movie, she turns around, looks at Strange, and goes, "It won't be Wanda. Then it won't be Wanda who comes for her." It will be the Scarlet Witch. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Wanda Maximoff showing Doctor Strange who's boss. Hell yeah. Loved it. Loved that quote. Um, um, I, let me see. Um, the action also, I will say the action is great. Um, that whole action scene on Comertage, um, where Wanda comes in and basically just wrecks shop is fantastic. Um, but the best action related scene of the movie and the most horrific scene in the movie involves the Illuminati. Um, we see John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Hell yeah. Um, and by the way, can I just say, I love the, I love the fact that we get to hear John Krasinski like spitting out all these, just sign all these facts about the multiverse. Like for me, I was just sitting there. I was sitting there even even when I was watching the movie for the fourth time, I went and saw the movie for the fourth time. And I remember him, um, Looking, I'm, I I remember him just saying, you know, an incursion occurs when two universes. Are, and when he's saying that, I, I was like, I could literally watch. I could literally watch an entire movie with John Krasinski as Reed Richards just spitting out facts about the multiverse. Like, I could literally just watch that for hours. And God, it makes me want to see him as Reed Richards in this, in uh, the 616 universe. I want to see him as Reed Richards so badly in the future. Um, also, we got to see Black Bolt. Um, Black Bolt is awesome. Uh, I love. And hit, talk about the most violent death in the MCU by far. Wanda. Black Bolt can destroy you with one whisper from his mouth. What mouth? And then he, he has no mouth, and then all of a sudden he goes, ah! and all of a sudden, boom, his head just explodes. Just, oh my God. I was watching that, and I remember watching it for the first time going, I literally yelled with, at the top of my lungs, I yelled, what the 
fuck. That was the loudest what the fuck moment for me. Um, I couldn't believe it. Then when she, when uh, Captain Carter throws the shield, then she, then Wanda like pushes the shield back and it cuts her. It cuts Captain Carter right in half. Oh, oh. She turns Reed Richards into string cheese. I, I just like, I was watching this entire scene with Wanda brutally murdering all of the members of the Illuminati. It felt like a damn horror movie. It felt, and I'm pretty sure because there was kids in that first screening that I went, the first time I went to go see the movie, there were kids in there. I'm pretty sure a couple of those kids in there went home and had nightmares after that. It was just so intense, and I was so glad to see that. And it makes me wonder, because Scott Derrickson was supposed to do this movie. It makes me wonder, because Sam Raimi kind of, although, yes, Doctor Strange is scary and has scary sequences, it feel, it's more like the um, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom type of scary where you know you watched like example if you were a kid and you watched the scene in temple doom where um the the guy takes the guy gets his heart ripped out that's if if you were a kid like me that scared you as a kid that scared you as a young child or even the the mummy the 1999 mummy film when the guy turns around and he's missing his eyes and his tongue that scared the crap out of me as a kid so i feel like sam raimi did a movie that felt more like that kind of scary rather than um like a conjuring or a um sinister type of scare uh scary movie and i feel like Scott Derrickson was going to try and do something more along those lines where he was going to basically just where where he was going to have full blown just like horrific gory scares you know um and i feel like this type of scary this type of these types of scares that Sam Raimi did works better with the overall MCU. Um, but that being said, it does feel like old school Sam Raimi. There are certain scenes in this movie that gave me, that reminded me of watching Evil Dead or Army of Darkness for the first time. You know? Um, I mean, heck, there was one scene in the movie um where Wanda is follow is chasing uh, Strange, America, and Christine through the little tunnels, and that straight up reminded me of like that straight up reminded me of Evil Dead, you know. Um, and I love that. Oh, I didn't even get to talk about Professor X. Did not get to talk about Professor that moment where he reads her mind, and then all of a sudden. He goes in and tries to rescue the uh, the other Wanda, uh, the uh, eight. Uh, I think it's eight one three, the eight one three universe Wanda, 
and she tries to he tries to save her. Then all of a sudden, um, six one six Wanda comes out of the red cloud and just snaps his neck. Oh, oh, just so awesome. That's so awesome. Um, um, I will say the visuals in this movie. I I would recommend if you guys, for those of you who are hesitant about 3D, I would. This is the one of the rare movies that I will say you should go see this movie in 3D. It is so awesome in 3D. I went and saw it in 3D for my fourth screening. Um, for my fourth screening, I went to go see it in 3D. It was so awesome. So cool to watch it in 3D. Um, so anyway, um, I think that will do it for, those are, those are it for my positives. Um, I'm going to do what I did for, uh, um, for Moon Knight when I did my Moon Knight review, uh, favorite moment from the, uh, from the movie. It's when Wanda Maximoff kills the Illuminati. That's easily the best scene in the movie. And honestly, one of the best action scenes in the MCU period. Um, because it literally just goes where it goes and how violent it is. I just wish the... I I would love to see the MCU go for something a little bit more like that. Where it just... Like... You see how violent and just, oh my gosh. And, you know, one of the things I love about Sam Raimi, and this is something that I loved when he was doing Spider-Man, is that when he was doing Spider-Man, that scene in the first Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man is literally getting his ass kicked by the Green Goblin and he's coughing out blood and all that stuff. I remember thinking, like, man, Sam Raimi just knows not to hold back i just love that when sam raimi is willing to go no we can get away with quite a bit in a pg-13 movie and this movie he does the exact same thing he gets away with so much so much violence in this movie from from black bolt's head exploding to reed richards getting like turned into string cheese to um to Captain Carter getting cut in half, to Professor X's neck getting snapped. It it just like I just was watching this going, oh my gosh, this is this is awesome. Like and I'm usually, you know, like I love I like watching violence in movies. I really do. Like I remember watching um uh this movie and thinking about just how actually really violent and you know they didn't feel the need to like have a scene where you know Wanda cuts a dude open and his guts just spew out they didn't feel the need to do that this violence was it was handled in just the right way and for a PG-13 movie I will say I am surprised that this movie didn't get an R rating because of because it pushes it quite a bit. And this is why, and I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna say this right now. Everyone is always bitching and moaning that you can't do blade, you can't do blade, blade has to be rated R. This movie just pr- proved to me 
Blade doesn't need to be rated R. Blade can be PG-13 and be as violent as this movie was and still have the visceral impact of all of it. So, um, but getting into my, but yeah, and anyway, uh, Wanda killing the Illuminati, that's my favorite, favorite scene in the movie. Um, here's my overall thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, is it one of the best MCU films for me? No. No, it's not. Um, I think it has some writing issues during the third act, and I think some of those issues could have been improved with one more rewrite. But, look, the action, Wanda Maximoff, the amazing visuals, the scares, the violence, all felt really awesome. And it made this movie a fun, scary, uh, mind-bending adventure. It It just felt fun. It felt fun. And that's all I can ask from an MCU movie is that it just has fun. And so I overall really liked it. Um, I'm honestly not going to give a, a score because I, I honestly don't like giving scores anymore. But, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Again, I have I have some issues with it. Um, again, the writing, um, the lack of the character of Vision, um, uh, the mid-credits scene. I, I have issues with the movie. But overall, I think it is worth seeing on the biggest screen you can. Okay, guys. With all that... with Okay, guys. And that will do it for this episode of the Web Swingers Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, make sure you guys go check out the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you guys go check out uh, all the stuff we got going on on the Zeke Said So website. Uh, com. Uh, you guys can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, yeah, that will, uh, that will do it for this podcast, guys. Make sure you guys share and subscribe to the podcast. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And don't forget guys, with great power comes great responsibility.